You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome. Thank you for tapping into some Untapped K, our podcast about mental health, sobriety, recovery, and hope. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How are you feeling today, big guy? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm tired. Tired. Um... It's that change in weather, man. That change in weather. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in there thinking, but um, but I'm I'm all right, man. I'm doing okay. Um, all is all is all is okay in my my world. How you doing, man? Um, you know, I'm doing better than I was earlier in the week. Um, you know, for people kind of watching our socials and stuff, uh, my uncle passed away last weekend, and um, he had cancer for. Three, I think a little over three years. It, he's been sick for a while, and um, they gave him three months, three years ago. So you know he's a fighter, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, with COVID, I hadn't been able. I only, last time I saw him was about a year ago, almost a year ago exactly, and uh, it was when I was working in Oklahoma City, and we were driving back. So I didn't know if I had gotten covid or you know there were no vaccines at that point mm. and so i had to stand outside the the house while i was talking to him to make sure that i didn't give him anything that was going to kill him so you know it's that's what our topic is going to be it's what our show is going to be it's about death because yeah. <clears throat> when you go sober when you're on this journey when you're in recovery, right? We, the emotions are raw. They're real. It doesn't matter how long you've been sober. It doesn't matter how long you've been in recovery. You still lost that time to be able to accurately process and uh, even define or just be able to handle your emotions very well. And every single time, a big emotional event comes up. I notice with myself, um, there's a delay in me feeling them. And then there's just, I don't know if it's, uh, just me fighting against it, but, uh, it just, it seems like it, it takes a little bit for me to accept that I'm actually feeling that. Um, you know, I, I, I really, you know, I, I, I love, I love my uncle a lot. Um, he had this laugh that, you know, it was, it was a booming laugh. It was, you would hear it wherever you are in a building, you could hear his laugh and it did nothing but make you smile. It made you laugh. It, it was contagious. And he was one of those people that no matter how your day was, he would make you feel better. And no matter how mm. his day was, he would make other people feel better. And, um, yeah, I, I'm going to miss him. And, uh, I went through quite a range of emotions last week. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's important, man. Uh, this conversation to talk about, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we, we hopped on the, hopped on the train, of of self medication, self medicating with alcohol, um, to obviously avoid those raw feelings, avoid those raw emotions, not having to really face the music. So I think it is in this conversation is important because, unfortunately for us, we cannot stop Father Time. Mm-hmm. Life still happens. Life is still going to happen. Um, but we do not have that that self medicating component well i should say um the use of a drug drug and or alcohol for self-medication so 
This is a very important conversation mm-hmm. to have, uh, especially around this time of the year, too, getting the holiday season emotional, getting back with family. Um, you know, some families obviously are going to be minus one, maybe minus two, unfortunately, I think. And again, man, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry for, from from me, sorry for, for your loss, man, your family's loss. Thank you. And uh, it, you know, he, he, the, was, the, he was 70 years old. He lived a long life. Yeah, and yeah. Like I said, he, you know, he loved his family. He, he And it wasn't just his family, he loved everybody. Um, yeah. You know, I, so I knew it was happening because, um, of events that were happening. I knew that when I got a phone call, that's what it was going to be. So I got a phone call and I was helping with the kids. So I ignored it the first time because I knew what it was going to be. And I got myself to a little private spot so that I could take it. And, right. uh, you know, that's, I'm glad that I did. Um, because when, when I get phone calls like that, I just kind of uh, withdraw for a little while. So that's, I don't know, that's just like my first defense mechanism. And then, you know, I was obviously sad, but I could not, I wanted to cry, but I couldn't. Like, that. for me, that's how I, when it comes to crying, I still have this uh, innate feeling inside me that it's just it doesn't happen until it does and then when it does it's waterworks right um so we didn't know when the funeral was going to be so it was okay because it wasn't real at that point i knew that i wanted to go um and then i get a a text message hey i thinking that i had a week to find it so i'm looking up plane tickets and all this i get a text message hey the funeral's in two days and I'm like, well, actually, I think it was three, but I had, so I had like two days to find a hotel right. and flights and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is really real. And that was when it like hit me. So I, I'm stressed out because I'm trying to find plane tickets. I'm trying to find work right. schedules around because now all of a sudden I'm going to be gone during the week. Someone's got to watch kids. My wife works. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm a stay at home dad right now. So that's what like, planning my flight around being able to take care of the kids, where the kid's going to be, who's going to be able to get them. And then, so get that taken care of. And I just, I felt, I was very down. I was, I had a very, I was very, I was feeling the draw. Like I wanted a drink, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been so, I've been sober eight years, almost eight years. And I still, I wanted to just, just numb it just for, for a little while. Like just, let's just take care of it because you know what? I'll feel it tomorrow. It'll be fine. Um, but instead, I you know grabbed stuff out of the fridge, fired up the stove, and I cooked some cooked some food. And uh, luckily, you know, my partner kind of sensed that I needed to just focus on something, so she took the kids, uh, took care of them, and then I threw on some hard rock music from back in you know. High school, like Breaking Benjamin, Rise Against, um, and I just jammed out cooking food for about an hour, and that helped to ease my craving. And that was, I've been tweeting a lot about that up until I kind of stopped tweeting at the end of the week because um, I was at the funeral. But that, when we talk about trying to find outlets, like that's what we're talking about because. It, I could feel that pull. It would have been if I would have gone to a grocery store during that time. I may have bought some alcohol. I may. It's not. It's a good possibility, um, but because I, I was able to find something that I know kind of brings me back to my center, that right. Something tangible, something I can do, something with my hands, you know, like you always say, keeping those hands busy. Mm-hmm. It go it goes a long way. It really does. And then the next night, because I had to leave the next day, I cooked again and that helped me bring me back to center again. But uh it the funeral was beautiful. 
and it was, was it? it was cathartic. Um, there was a f- two different moments that I, you know, broke down a little bit. I went for a walk at one point because uh, I just don't like to be around people when I'm experiencing my emotions. So I went for a walk around the block, you know, let let a lot out. And it's just he 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 made a lot of positive impressions in his life, yeah, and that was really evident during the funeral and uh you know i'm i'm i mean I miss him already, but uh I'm glad he was a part of my life, so right, I hear you, man, I hear you, I wanted to give you that time to uh, to really share that because. You know, the main reason why we wanted to start this uh, outside of to to help others is to help ourselves, to give us ourselves this avenue to just be honest, just be real and just kind of just just share. And I think it's it's important as well, again, to to talk about. Pain, loss. Whether it's the loss of a job, loss of a child, loss of a partner, um, even to some uh, way lesser of an evil in a sense, but uh, the loss of a game um, that you were very passionate about can be triggers for folks. And I think it's important that we mention, as you have been already mentioning, to have that that outlet. This is this is what we've been we've been ringing this bell since day one of Untapped Keg of finding those healthy outlets. And I think this is the actual time where you know. We're walking the walk, what we've been saying. You know, we've been talking it, of course. Not saying we haven't been walking it, but I think this is a great example of utilizing that that healthy outlet for an extremely stressful time. Um, That warrants self-medicating, self-medication for in in a lot of people's lives, and obviously in our past lives um, prior to. Um, stop drinking, um, stop the use of alcohol. So, I mean, it's, 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 you're in a way better place than I'd be in. I'll say I, that. Uh, I'll say that. Here, here's a little, well, I've, I haven't listened to this much music too. So, like, the music has been very, uh, it's been interesting how it takes me back to, I don't know, like, that's the music that I listen to when I experienced a lot of my, uh, high emotions going through a teenager, right? Like, when you're a teenager, that's when you experience emotions for the first time. So that's when they're their most intense generally. I mean, obviously, we always have more intense emotions as we get older as well. Right. But um, so like listening to this music, just it has it has a lot of calming to it as well. Uh, but I in the move, I gave away like all my dress shirts and all my dress clothes <laughs> and I forgot about it. Oh, so the day I'm leaving. Yeah, this is a funny story. So I'm a, I'm gonna pack this in here. Uh, <clears throat> so I go and I'm looking for pants. All I have are golf pants. I kept my shoes though, so I have my shoes. So I have golf pants, which are you know they're mostly dress pants. Like it's fine. So I uh, I'm like okay, I need a I need to go get a shirt. I need a dress shirt. So I still have a tie too. Yeah. So I go and I I'm looking real quick at. JC Penny for a shirt. I'm like, okay, this one should fit me. These are all my measurements, so I get it. And uh the hotel morning of I'm ironing all this and I'm like, oh, I haven't ironed in forever. So it took me like an hour to iron pants and a shirt because I'm just not good at it. All right. And then I'm sorry, I hold on, hold on, hold on. It took you an hour uh, just about to iron. Just took about you an, an hour, hour to to iron a shirt and some pants? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, though, there were no I laugh, wrinkles I laugh, to be found. <laughs> I laugh because I'm super similar. Uh, you know, we talk about our ADHD, but so, what did you just say right there? <laughs> uh, there was not a wrinkle to be found on either. <laughs> I, there better not have been. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, there better not have been for an hour. That. That shirt must have been 
started at a, a large and now it's a freaking medium. Oh, just wait. So <laughs> I got an extra large because I mean, I have my dad bod. And uh, so I got the I got an XL. Next, perfect. Put the shirt on. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I reach my arm out and my shirt, it comes down to here. On my right here. I'm like, what? What the heck, dude? So. <laughs> so I'm like, I did not put the shirt on. I just assumed it was all going to be right. The one thing I didn't think about was the arms. I got an XL. I'm tall, like, but I'm not like super tall. Yeah. And I put it on, and it is literally like three to four inches up my arm. And I'm like, what the heck? So I show my dad. He's like, did you buy a women's shirt? I'm like, well, it was in the men's section, but it might be for all I know. So I go through the whole funeral and I'm like T-Rexing it so that nobody can see my oh, arms are so short. Yes. What? <laughs> I've just I've like, had that before. I'm just hold, holding holding my arms in tight, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust. I've, oh, yeah. And if we're not doing much, well, given oh, no. these given given the service, there would not have been a reason to do this. But yeah, put your arms straight up in the air. But I've I've had that before where I I limit my limit my uh stretching yeah of my arms yes and then i Dude, sat that... i sat down too and my uh pants were three inches short oh no and it's sat like... down in the, in the bottom of your pants were up by your knee not, <laughs> by, not up by my knee but i mean you know they came up you can see all my sock you're wearing wearing, wearing pants to the service sat down and, and then you had shorts on pretty much yep <laughs> I'm like, of course, of course. I didn't try any of this stuff on. I just show up and I'm like, let's go. And yeah, wow. That's, but that's how it is, though, at services. Um, you know, obviously don't come in looking like a freaking slob, but no one really cares what you're wearing. If, you, if you're wearing, you can you can wear dress pants and, and, a, and a just a plain T-shirt, black T-shirt, and no one's going to say anything. I mean, um you know, I, there, there were people wearing jeans and a flannel. Exactly. And I, that's when I realized yeah. I'm the only one who cares what I look like. Yeah. <laughs> For real, <laughs> I am. Like, that's how it is. Like, you know, we're we're there to celebrate the life of someone. He would have laughed at me so hard when he, I showed him my shirt. He would have laughed so hard. I'm like, all right, all right. This is... <laughs> No, I mean, uh, I think it's, 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 you know, it's pretty cool about this situation is, uh, given the, given the severity of the situation, the, the, the seriousness of it, um, you know, still being able to find a silver lining in it, uh, that you, something that you know that your, your, your uncle would have just cracked up laughing about, <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of you can leave with you can leave with that memory. Obviously, the memory right. of but you can kind of leave on a given the circumstances, a a a, a good memory. Um, and that's the thing, man. I mean, I, I'm I appreciate you really sharing that because again, you know, we, we you're really putting yourself out there, sharing this stuff. We're sharing it to strangers. We don't know the folks who are downloading our episodes or watching. Um, you know, we know a few, of course. We know we 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 know a good amount. But not, not, but not all of them, actually. And I think that shows a lot of courage, man. And I think this is me. This is me just speaking from the heart to you, man. From from day one of Untapped Cake to now, I mean, that I've I've already witnessed a significant amount of growth in you, um, emotionally, um, and I'm, I'm myself as well. Because I, I, I'm saying like I, mm-hmm. I know I'm not perfect, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so just kudos, man, um, for just sharing that because it's not easy. Thank you. Kind of putting your rawness heart out there, um, the rawness of your heart, and that's that's what this is all about. We don't care about the trolls online. We don't care about you know if you may have relapsed yesterday, but you're listening to us right now. We can you can, we, we 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 can always start over. We can always we're here just to help. Again, I'm just spitballing right now, just because I think this is just one of those raw episodes, but. Just, yeah, yeah. That's 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 heavy, it's, man. That's heavy. Man. You know, I kind of lost. That's I, he- that's a heavy, heavy topic. 
I want to, you know, take what you're saying. And um, I was talking to someone about possibly being a guest on um, just to tell their story. And uh, they said, well, you know, I'm only or I have I can't remember how long it was, like three or four years of sobriety. But yeah. I relapsed and I'm re- I'm only on month four. So I understand if like you want someone who's further along. I'm like, hold on. You're in recovery, like you're in sobriety recovery. That's it. Like period. We don't we're not gonna gatekeep. Like the if you not like no matter where either. you are, that's where you are. Like that's that's a yeah. snapshot of this moment in time. Like there's we're not going to be like, no, 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 you, you're not really there until you're like a year, you know, no, you're there. You're feeling the emotions. You're feeling the raw. You are going through life without the crutch. Right. We, you know, we, we are, we really are like raw nerves, right? Like it, even, yeah. like I said, I'm almost yeah. eight years. I'm still there. I, I still struggle with my emotions. I still push them down to the side. I still, I can't name them. Like that's, that's the thing that I struggle with my partner the most is trying to explain my, I try and explain my feeling, but all I have is like happy, mad, glad, sad. Like that's it. Like the, the, the basics. That's all I know. I don't, I don't know what they mean. I know more now since we started the podcast, since Jenny joined us, thankfully, uh, you know, with the got a technique words. for you. Okay, I got a technique for you, and and it may or may not work. And this is a technique that I've never used. So, is the technique? Don't know, but uh, <laughs> um, saw it on this show. The show you, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm going the straight. Just yeah, right. I get all my information about COVID from Joe Rogan. Uh, no, no, this. <laughs> <laughs> this this tech, this technique, emotional technique. Yes, I got it from a TV show. Uh, you, but long story short, this couple, right? Uh, I'm assuming they struggled with obviously explicitly explaining how they are feeling, so they just used flags and uh, not visual, just just verbal. You know, how you doing today? Green flag, yellow flag, red flag. That's kind of it. I mean, can be cheesy, can be corny, but straight to the point. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone well, knows that's... green, yellow, red. It's like yellow. It's I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now. You know, I, I'm 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 not feeling terrible. I'm not great. Something's obviously something's obviously there. But I, but at this current moment, when you asked me, I have not found that yet. Um, That's interesting. You know, maybe ask me in a couple hours. Green, obviously, we all know what green is. You know, you're feeling good. You're happy. You're excited. The day's going well. And obviously, we know what red is. Red. You know, you need a timeout. You need you need time to yourself. You need Maybe you just want to go through the day. Let's just save all the, you know, if I'm speaking to my partner, I don't have a partner, but I'm like, if I said red, like, let's just, if if we had any topics that we were going to discuss today, can we please just move those to tomorrow? Um, not really feeling the best today. <clears throat> kind of just wanted to throw that out there because it, it is a little difficult to kind of explain explicitly um, how exactly you're feeling and, and why are you feeling that way, especially when you are feeling that way. <laughs> So that's a, that's a good tip. I like that. You know, yeah, especially I mean, in like, I could have really used that in early sobriety when I could not. Yeah. I just didn't know. I just I didn't know what I was feeling. Period. I was just trying to get through to the next day. Uh, it would have definitely been a lot of yellows and a lot of reds and not much for greens. But, um, you know, that's the thing. The further the further you get, sometimes we have a tendency to think that it's harder to fall back into it, right? It's harder to relapse. It's harder to, but it's not, you know, it's all. And I saw somebody post this on Twitter, recovery posse. So for those who are new hashtag yeah. recovery posse on Twitter, that's yeah. a great hashtag. If you're uh part of the sobriety community, recovering from anything like the most supportive people from all over the world. It's, it's incredible. Um, But somebody posted, it's not that, you know, I'm not scared of the second or the third or the fourth drink. I'm scared mm. of the first drink because the first drink is going to lead to the 20th drink. Of course. Like, of course. it's not that I can't handle that, uh, 
you know, the second or third or fourth. It's that I can't handle the first because the first is going to make me. And it's like, yeah, that's so true. That's that's exactly how I feel. And that that's very pertinent to all of this. You know, like, you know, if I would have just had the one, um, boy, you know, just thinking about it like that. I have so much to lose right now, family and everything. Like, yeah, I would for sure lose it. I, I would go down that rabbit hole. I would, I would not be able to stop. I don't know what would stop me, you know? Yeah. Um, and just being a loose cannon, it's just, it's not. I think, dude, it, I it think it does scare me a little bit, right? Of course. Um, my fault. I didn't mean to cut you off right there. I, I thought you were. I thought you no, were finished. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say also too. I think. I think what you're stating is important. Very, very important. But also, we gotta can't negate the other side of this coin there as well, where it's it's. You also didn't drink, right? Which is huge, massive. And again, I'm not just saying this to you. I'm saying it to to even myself and saying it to the folks who are listening. It is, you know, we don't want it to. We understand the being afraid, you know, it, it's, it, at times it may appear as if it's like a house of cards, you know, you have that first drink and then it's just, it's done. It's over. Everything might be done. All the work you've done, you may feel as if it's over with, um, but that's not the case. And I think with that, you also have to look at, well, if you didn't drink, like how important is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Building the foundation continuously building that foundation uh laying more cement more brick like that's the stuff that you can truly build on as well but you can also build on on you know relapsing as well too um but i just you know from from me to you man i'm just letting you know like it's yeah you can go down that rabbit hole of man if i did drink i would have did this i would have did that and i would have you know had to explain it to my partner and I, how do I justify those actions looking at my children? But what you did do was not drink because all of those things are important to you. Um, so that's, that's important, man. That that's especially given, you know, the loss that you are still currently experiencing. That's, that's, that's priceless, man. That's uh, honestly that you can't trade that for anything. Uh, to you, again, as we've always stated, the most selfless, selfish act is you truly paying attention to your emotions and your actions at those times where you know you would be drinking. You know, you may have not been as talkative to your partner. You may have not been as talkative to your kids when you got that phone call. That's good. You needed that time for yourself because if you didn't have that time for yourself or take that time for yourself, Mm-hmm. then all the stuff that you were talking about that you could have been doing is a possibility that you would have been doing that. So selfless act, also a selfish one, but for the better. So long story short, what I'm <laughs> saying here is there's lessons on both parts of this, lessons on both parts. And I think now, obviously, hindsight being 2020 for yourself, you know you didn't drink. You know now that, dude, I, excuse my language, but I fucking crushed it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. You had every reason to drink. I mean, you have a lot of reasons to drink. Moving to a different state is tough. You know, trying to find new friends is tough. Uh, leaving your home state that you grew up in is tough. Family is tough. Obviously, you have your own, like, nuclear family, but... And then the loss of your of your uncle. And then trying to navigate a new life uh, of being of being a being an out, stay-at-home dad. You're living it, man. Everything that we've been talking about since day one, you're living it about finding new habits, staying true to what we've been discussing, and now having an example of, of, of loss, of pain, and still staying true to it. You're a shit, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Crushing I've been playing it. A lot, of, uh, a lot of video games lately, too. Speaking of new habits, like trying to, yeah. you know, find something else to be able to put my energy into. And that's helped. Right. Right. You know, that's I mean you're you're right. There has been a lot of stress. And you like laying it down like that really Yeah. Like, yeah, man. I've been watching. True. I've been 
but I've been watching. I've been watching uh, in a good way. Yeah, um, I'm still learning and growing. And and you already know, I look up to you and my sister, and I and I've been watching closely, um, and it's been helping me, obviously. And I just I just think it's important now to for us to not only for yourself for your own growth, uh, and not only for me watching your growth and and trying to follow that same growth pattern. I think it's important for for our listeners as well too to say, "Wow, dude's really." Oh no! Uh, are you there, Mons? Bro, bro. Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. yeah, I hear you. You, yeah, you just froze. It was like okay. <laughs> And it was not, you froze not, not a too. flattering frozen picture either. Oh, good. That that should be our thumbnail. Right? <laughs> Luckily, I already made one. So <laughs> Nice. Well, I don't know what, uh, what, if that was heard or not, but I think just to kind of end this segment, um, and obviously I'll let you sit, share whatever you want to share to kind of end it as well. I think it's important, man, and I really appreciate that. You're helping me understand that. Even though we've stopped drinking, we still have to deal with life. And that's just what it is. Um, I'm not minimizing, obviously, loss. I'm not minimizing any of that. But that's just, unfortunately, the fact. We can't. We got to figure it out. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, this one, um, going through with my grandpa. Yeah. They were... They were, you know, uh, not unexpected, right? Like the, mm-hmm. une- the unexpected one is going to be, that's going to, to me, that's going to be the true test. Like, yeah, you know, and I, I'm not saying that to minimize it either, because I used to talk to my grandpa three times a week. I used to, you know, talk to my uncle John all the time, like not all the time, but like anytime I was feeling bad, I, I knew what I could mean? talk to him. Or like anytime, you know, we're together, always making me laugh, always like truly caring about how I'm doing as a person. And, uh, but just the way life is knowing that it was coming to help prepare too, but it definitely is. Yeah. Like you said. I could feel it coming. I, I felt the cravings. So yeah. I was able to use what I practiced before and do the cooking because I know cooking puts me in a good place. Do, you know, put on the music that I wanted to listen to, to not just ignoring it and moving past it, like trying to find something to do instead of yeah. just letting it build up and fester and really, really yep. become a craving that you cannot ignore, right? That's yeah. that's what I've taken from this. That's what I want to convey to people to find that habit, you know, whether it be cooking, yes. knitting, uh, you know, uh, you know, video games, reading, whatever you can do to let some stress out. Going to exactly. the gym, basketball, baseball, you know, pickleball, all, anything that, you know, if you feel you are coming down to it, that you can get out and you can, you can do and get some of that energy out and just bring yourself back to center so that you mm-hmm. can focus. Because if you can't, it's going to be, a, it's going to be such a struggle and, um, I really hope I really hope that uh you're pre- prepared for it because I I don't want people to struggle, right? I want to set yeah, people up for right. success. I want to help with that. Um and that's that's kind of what I want to leave with. So thank thank you everybody for the kind words who've reached out, who are going to reach out, and even if you don't, um I thank you and thanks for listening. Um 
So to move on from that to another very heavy topic, this is what this show's going to be. That's why I titled it Dealing with Death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We thought about talking about it in our sports show, but it's more pertinent to here, to this yeah. show, mental health and sobriety. Uh, <clears throat> NFL wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders got a DUI earlier this week, um, got into an accident, killing a young lady and her dog, um, going 156 miles per hour. And just how do you process this? Like when coming at being a form, not former, being an alcoholic, being someone who drank and drove quite a bit, I would say often. Um, That's some of the stuff that I feel the most guilty about. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like this could be me. So when I hear it, I obviously feel terrible for the woman's family. I feel terrible for that it happened, period. But then I see myself in that headline. Yes. I see, I, I read it and I can see myself. I can see it be, I made that mistake. I did it. And I'm not, we do not condone drinking and driving. It's so easy to get an Uber now. It's so easy to get a taxi. It's so easy for just somebody at the bar to give you a ride for real. Yeah. Um, that nobody wants anybody to drink and drive. People will help you out. You just have to ask. Um, yeah. But also, I know that when I was drunk and I wanted to go somewhere, it was very, very difficult to stop me. <clears throat> so talking about this, you know, um, about rugs. Yes. Henry, Henry rugs. The third. It is deep, man. It's this devastating. I mean, from multiple angles. It is. It, it's sad. It is very, very, very sad. And I want to start it off like this, too. It is extremely sad and tragic. Um, as we talk about loss for, obviously, the woman who, in this situation, the dog, both who lost their lives, the family of the victim. It is very sad. And, and, and we are truly, truly sorry. And I also believe... It is sad for Ruggs as well, too. Mm-hmm. As what De- Derek Carr stated, quarterback for, for the Raiders, you can still support someone even though you strongly disagree with their actions. Not saying that we're here just hoorah-rah and supporting Henry Ruggs and saying, oh, he shouldn't be locked up or anything like that. As what you stated, RJ, and us both being recovering alcoholics, we have driven drunk. We have done it at least one. And here's the deal. I'm not minimizing the situation, not one bit. I don't want for anybody to misinterpret what I'm stating here. But the the severity of drinking and driving and how common it is, is, is the problem. And, and, and I am a statistic in that column. Um, I've driven drunk a few times and all it takes is just one time. RJ just stated, I mean, you just said the same thing. You've driven drunk. And it's just all that's all it takes is that one bonehead mistake to ruin your life. And I, and I hate saying that about rugs because I don't know where his life is going to go. And I don't want to wish any ill will on his post football post-prison life, but it's not going to be easy. Not one bit. That one mistake is going to haunt him for the rest of his life. And once he gets out, he's going to have a very small, very short, I should say, ceiling. And I just think it's important for us to just continuously remind our youth, remind folks who are listening, 
that all it takes is one bonehead mistake, a mistake that you may have done before, but all it takes is that one time for your entire life to be completely different. It, it, it happened to me. One bonehead mistake changed the entire trajectory of my life, the entire trajectory completely. And if you don't think I don't sit still sit at nighttime watching running backs like Jonathan Taylor or Melvin Gordon, guys that I know ball in the NFL and still saying to myself, my goodness, that could be me. That most definitely could still be me. I, I, I should have been there. But I made a bonehead mistake. And so I just think it's important, this topic. I think this is an extremely important learning lesson for everybody who is, who is, who is, who's keeping tabs on, on, on this situation. Again, condolences to, to the family. That's tragic. And he deserves prison time. He deserves everything that is going to come his way. Yep. It's just a learning experience for everybody. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's not cool. It's not. Again, it, it's it's you got Uber everywhere, especially in Las Vegas. That that probably might be the number one hub for Uber. There's probably Ubers more Ubers in Vegas than probably any other spot in the country. I mean, and and and, and I just wish that he would have had somebody or had someone that would have said, you know what, man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, why don't we just Uber? But then what I also, one thing that we're also forgetting about here in this topic, this conversation is money is a hell of a drug. It is. Money is a hell of a drug. Especially if you don't have much experience. Mm -hmm. No guidance, no experience trying to, you know, jump into the keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, And again, I'm not here to dog rugs. I'm not. But, you know, you're driving the brand new Corvette going 156 miles an hour. I'm just going off of the facts. Um, this ego, this money, this I'm above the law lifestyle. Money is a hell of a drug. There needs to be some guidance. And that's that's also, you know, obviously the first thing I say is you hear, see it's a DUI, you're like, oh, what an idiot. And then you hear somebody died and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And then uh, you hear 156 miles an hour mm-hmm. and it's like, that's somebody hurting who does that. Mm-hmm. That's not somebody who is in a good frame of mind. That's somebody who has to get some things sh- sorted. That's, that is what that is. And, yeah. you know, I I really hope that somebody can, I hope that he talks to somebody and doesn't yeah. just. Let that guilt eat him. And he, you know, obviously deserves all the consequences. Of course. You know, and I have. To turn that around, sometimes when I read these headlines, like it makes me feel guilt that I didn't have consequences, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's I got lucky. That's all it is. I got lucky, and you know that that could be a a trigger to other people in recovery and sobriety because it is to me to feel that guilt, feel those deep negative emotions that you know, what we are feeling. Um, I just hope that he does get help and that he can turn this around to help other people. Of course. Um, That he can find some peace in his life. Uh, But what a a terrible, terrible situation. And, um, you know, it's... I've already seen it be used as like a scapegoat on NFL players, the 156 drinking and driving. And it's just like scapegoat as in from like people saying, uh, this is what the NFL is, stuff like that. Like and all NFL players do is get arrested. And it's just like, 
And then other people are using it, obviously, with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Why aren't we talking about this more? What is there to talk about? Dude's going to jail. He drank and every, drove. Every employer, every single employer out there. Uh, well, let's, let, let me back up. I'll, a crap ton of employers out there are firing people for the same reason. All right? Yep. The NFL is just on a stage where it just hits the media and it's just right there in your face. Not minimizing it. Obviously, there still needs to be some guidance, but it's not a scapegoat. This is not a that's not the route you should be taking this story. Um, That's very frustrating for me because this is an opportunity for everybody to learn every single. I want to know the statistic before I just throw out some random numbers. But would you say it's safe to say? Somebody in their 40s, right? And who's been drinking since probably 1920. I know, obviously, the drinking age is 21, but 1920 if they went to college, right? Let's be real. Yeah. Exactly. What do you think the percentages of folks who have driven drunk at least one time? Now, drunk as in, because there's obviously a spectrum of drunkenness. Drunk as in, no remembrance of. The previous night when you wake up. Yeah. When you wake up. I'm going to go out on a number. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I was going to say probably close to 75. Yeah. I guarantee you it's probably about seven out of 10 people have driven drunk at least one time. And again, I'm not making saying it's okay. I'm just saying this is the teaching moment that it all it takes is one time to enjoy life in someone else's life who's in the car with you or obviously in the life of somebody who is just driving their car going to the grocery store or movie theater or what have you um and that's just some guilt man that i don't know how i i i hope he does recover i really do but i don't how do you rec- man i don't know i wish he, i wish he does but that's taking someone else's life is i hope he i hope he gets the help he needs and and I may be just a little pessimistic on it just because of the criminal justice system doesn't allow for folks to grow. That's just not what it's, it is. Yeah, they don't want people to. <laughs> exactly. So I, I just, it's, I don't, I, I struggle with this topic because I feel for him because he's going to sit mm-hmm. in prison and that's going to eat away at him for years and years. And it's going to change. It's going to change him. It's going to change him. Hopefully for the better, but I think it's either for the better or for the complete worse. I don't think there's any middle ground there. Um, I just hope he has the guidance. And I hope and my speculation, you know, I'm, I'm just spitballing. But again, condolences to the family of, of of the victim. Condolences to her friends. Um, if if she had a partner, um, that's it's it's unfair. It's it's tragic, and like we said, as alcoholics, like it hits us different. It just does. It does, and it does. You know, it hits us on a personal level. Even though neither yeah. of us knew Henry Ruggs, it hits us on a personal level. Anytime I see these kind of headlines, it hits me on a personal level, and it it does because. It does be, you know what? Forget this. You know, I'm, I'm going to stop censoring myself on our own podcast. It, 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 it hits us differently because we feel for Henry, Henry Rugg. Well, let me speak for myself. It hits me differently because I feel for Henry Ruggs. And at times I feel afraid to say that because of cancel culture. But <laughs> we've already had that topic on Thursday, uh, excuse me, yesterday. But uh, you can still feel for him. Yes. He made a mistake. Okay, I understand it's not a mistake, but again, he he, it's not like he went out and said, "I I I can't wait to kill somebody." Um, his reckless behavior was the cause of that, but it's a sad story for both parties. I'm just going to leave it at that. Again, you I'm can, still sh- was like trying to find the right word. Yeah, you can <laughs> agree with the consequences that are coming Absolutely. to Henry Ruggs. And feel bad that he made the choices and understand as an alcoholic that those choices were not necessarily just made that night, that they were 
added up from multiple moments to that one moment. And that's where what we as alcoholics kind of understand and see it. When you see his blood alcohol level, like that's not somebody going out and partying. That's somebody going out and numbing. Numbing. That's what that is. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and that's whether he admits it right now or not. That's what we can see. And that's, I'm I'm glad you said that. I still, you know, I, I am not condoning drinking and driving. Absolutely not. I am calling out the hypocrisy of myself talking about this and having done it so much. And, you know, um, it's just, we it's can important all for us to talk it. about it so that yeah. people know that we can, right? That we as a community, that we as sobriety and recovery community can talk about it. That right. it's a sad situation all around. Um, it is. And he did Completely. do it to himself. But it does not mean that he does not deserve help. Mm-mm. No, he deserves help and he deserves the consequences. Yes. He deserves the consequences and he deserves he is an American citizen and he deserves his help. Um, so, I mean, it's, 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 it's tragic, but I think it's, it's, it's gosh, this is a very just potent. There it is. Very potent learning experience for teenagers drinking at 16 and 17 in the smaller towns, or actually it doesn't even matter where you are, and you're drinking and driving, uh, 30-year-olds doing it, 40-year-olds doing it, oh, no, I'm okay, I know my body, I'm good. It's a very potent experience for everybody. And I just truly hope that people are taking note of this, um, that you, 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 you know, a young rising star Dude had it all, literally, the world in it is his oyster, literally in the palm of his hands. Playing for a great organization. Yeah. You know, he got money, financially stable. I'm sure he's probably probably helped out his his, his parents or his whoever his caretaker was, helped out whomever. You know, life in his hands, world in his hands. Um and just one mistake. It's all gone. It's all down the drain. Yeah. And again, he deserves the consequences. And and, and I'm just going to leave it at this. Uh, And again, finally, condolences again to the family. For sure. That's unfair. And and we're sorry. So moving from that topic, uh, what do you have planned for today? I am going to go help Chris Borland at right after we finish this. Gonna go help. Oh no, I always said it because he he was on our he was on our we had him on before. I know, I know. Uh, (laughs) I'm just I'm just teasing. I gotta do that. I don't get to do it anymore. I'm gonna go help him um you know, just put uh put some dressers together, couches together for him, just kinda help him he's getting settled in and all that stuff. But um That's awesome. And then what else do I got? Uh, then check out some schoolwork. And then maybe go to dinner tonight. Not sure yet. Nothing too crazy, man. What about yourself? Uh, probably clean the house <laughs> a little bit. You need to, you need uh, to do that. Going to be, I don't know, apparently uh, Ashley saw a mouse while I was gone. So I might be oh, doing a little bit there of you go. mouse hunting. I don't. Field mice? I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah. Yep. Um, it's getting colder, so everything's trying to get mm-hmm. to the warmth. So it's starting to yep. see a lot of bugs inside and stuff. But uh, maybe we'll go to the park a little bit later, try and watch this Packer game, uh, Yeah. see how Jordan Love looks. But, you know. Yes, that's on the agenda as well. It's, <laughs> it's tough to come down when we talk about these heavy topics, but it feels good. It feels good talking and helping other people and you know get 
when you give, say things out loud, you take some of their power away. You take some of your power back. And that's part of what has helped us on this podcast yeah. is taking our power back. Um, and, you know, we have lots of examples about that. Maybe, you know, we're coming up on episode 100. Maybe we'll talk about the beginnings a little bit and how we've grown since yeah. the start of it. But uh, that's that's not for another uh, 14 episodes, so we got a little bit to go. But, you know, I just want to right now thank you, Mots, for doing this every week and uh, being there. And man, the kind thank you, man. You say. So, man, thank you, man. No, this I mean, every bit of it. Um, and I know you mean every bit of it. And um, and hopefully those listening, uh, we, we've received messages. They 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 feel it, too. And that's just what we wanted to create. You know, it's 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 the toxicity, the 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 whole cancel culture stuff. That's it's you're leaving absolutely zero room for growth for people. And I don't understand where that that change, that switch, that tide happened where it's like we went from learn and grow from your mistakes. Yeah. You know, don't be out there just a habitual, you know, criminal. Don't be out there just doing stuff and then say, Oh, sorry, I made a mistake. And then doing it again. No, obviously we all understand what we're talking about here. Before it was, you make a mistake, you, get, you allow for people to learn and grow from it. Like, okay. Like, at, at what point did life become, you're supposed to be a hundred percent perfect at all times. It's, there's a lot of people <laughs> out there. And I, we're not just talking about one side, trying to make the world black and white. My goodness. And it's varying shades of gray is what the reality is. And it always has been and it always will be. And uh, there are issues that are black and white, right? And, you know, talking about human rights, talking about allowing people to be themselves. Um, but that is definitely something that you and I have been focusing on is allowing yeah. for people to grow, allowing for mistakes to happen and say, you know what? Here's a hand. We'll help you up. Right. Hopefully we learn from this one. Exactly. And now, then, if you keep. No, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then we'll just go from there. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, I was going to say, but if you keep making mis- like the same mistake over and over and over and over and over again, then it's like, all right, we need to try to figure something else out here, <laughs> but but long story short, yeah, it's you give people no time, you give them no physical and 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 figuratively speaking uh, room to to learn and grow. It's this oh, you made a mistake, boom, bash this person, destroy them, cancel them, don't watch their stuff, don't listen to their stuff, don't support them, and it's like, what is that going to do? What is your agenda? And again, I don't want to go down that path of cancel culture. That's an, that's an entirely different topic, but hopefully our listeners are on the same page as us. <laughs> Tune in next time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of growing, you know, it's one thing we're trying to grow the show, trying to make it better for everybody. So uh, check out our link tree, check out our socials at Untapped Keg. Uh, we're trying to raise some money to hire a producer so we can focus on the content. We can focus on uh, making even more stuff and make it shorter and better, easier to consume. Hit us up. Let us know how we can do better, something you'd like to see, some new changes. Uh, we have Buy Me a Coffee and a Ko-Fi, which is pronounced yeah. coffee. Uh, if you, that would be amazing if you'd help us out. Um and it, you know, it'd be awesome if you could just share, retweet, uh, leave us a review. So, we, where can they find you, Mons? Yeah, you guys can find me at Monte Ball Twenty Eight on Twitter, Instagram, Monte Ball. Obviously, our Untapped Cake pages. Please leave us messages, comments, what you want to see, uh, what you don't want to see. Um, and we'll most definitely get back to you. And if you are, if you are struggling. Um, or know of someone who is who's close to you and they're struggling, especially around this time. Again, holiday season, people are drinking, people are inside, families are coming together. Maybe a family member is a trigger of yours. Reach out to us. Reach out to us. Yes, we'll, um, we'll respond. <laughs> Absolutely. Where can they find you, RJ? <laughs> you can find me at it's Trickster I T Z. The I is the one uh, Trickster. Um, on Twitter, 
and untapped keg everywhere. Uh, like Monster said, hit us up. We'll respond. We'll always be there. Uh, we yeah. try to be there. Doesn't matter how late. Um, we'll try to get there as quick as we can. This has been Untapped Keg, Sobriety and Mental Health Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And you know what? Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we didn't make it, we tried. And a special shout out to Jenny. Enjoy your vacation. I hope it's great. Hopefully your flight home is wonderful. And uh, we love you all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.